In today's episode, we contrast what it means to be healthy as a Christian with pursuing culture's definition of health. If you enjoy this conversation and you want help integrating your health and faith, we have a fun announcement for you. We've opened up our signature Joyful Health course and discounted it to make it even easier for you to start practicing Joyful Health by Grace today. In the course, we'll give you 12 weeks of video teaching, pairing intuitive eating and joyful movement knowledge with the guidance of scripture. We'll send you a physical Joyful Health workbook in the mail too to dive deeper into these principles with the Lord. We will coach you through the entire process with weekly emailed action plans, devotionals, and bonus tips, along with monthly live group coaching calls for six months. You will also have access to our private Joyful Health community where you can connect with others taking the course and with our team of dietitians and Joyful Movement trainers. All right, head to joyfulhealth.co to sign up today. Okay, let's get into the episode. Hey friends, welcome to the Joyful Health Show. I'm Aubrey, registered dietitian. And I'm Casey, a personal trainer. And together we're here to help you discover joyful health by grace. Hi, and welcome to this week's episode of the Joyful Health Show. Today, we get to talk, just Casey and myself, about what it means for Christians to be healthy. So we're excited, and we're actually together here, Mm -hmm. Um, so that's pretty fun. But Casey, can you tell us, um, just to start, why this matters? Why are we talking about this? Why are we kind of hashing out what it means to be healthy? Yeah, and... (laughs) It's funny that we have to redefine this, but I think as Christians, we um, we live in this world, and so we tend to um, see what's around us as natural and what is what just is versus what the hope that God has for us and what His design is for us and what He has planned for us. Um, and that includes the bodies that we live in um, for this life. So I just wanted to read this quote. This is from Gentle and Lowly, from this German theologian, forgive me if I say his name wrong, Jürgen (laughs) Moltmann. Um, He points out that miracles are not an interruption of the natural order, but the restoration of the natural order. So he says this, when Jesus expels demons and heals the sick, he is driving out of creation the powers of destruction and is healing and restoring created beings who are hurt and sick. The lordship of God, to which the healings witness, restores creation to health. Jesus' healings are not supernatural miracles in a natural world. They are the only truly natural thing in a world that is unnatural, demonized, and wounded. So that just kind of flips around our view of like, okay, we naturally get sick and if we get better and if we feel great, then that is like a a rare blip in our life versus like God's, he wants us to feel well and to feel whole. And so that's why we get to seek him in this thing called health, especially when we feel unhealthy or unwell or things are a little bit off in our lives. We get to 
figure out how to define that and get curious about that and see and get to seek God and his will for us in that and getting better and whole in him. Yeah. Oh man, when you when you think of or when you talk about um like those moments of when we're healthy, I think we can also feel like now I need to fight to maintain that. That's mm-hmm. sort of the world's view is like I need to fight to maintain health because it's we don't view it as natural. Like mm-hmm. we view it as something we have to strive for. Um and Jesus came to give what was God's original plan for humanity um, to heal us. So that's really cool. I think if we're talking about redefining health and integrating our health and faith, um, then we are going to have a better lens to filter all of our daily choices through. So Mm -hmm. even just like what health behaviors we choose to engage in, Mm -hmm. um, which ones we leave behind. We need to filter that through a true definition of health. And by true, I mean aligned with the truth Mm -hmm. um, with Jesus. So, okay, Casey, (laughs) I'm making you answer the question. What is your definition um, or how you interpret scripture and all that you've learned of health, of Christian health? Yes. And I think I had to absolutely pull away from what is health based off of what I've learned. And and a lot of that had to do with exercising and eating certain foods. And um, when I realized that those things weren't enough, then there's this moment where God said, you don't, you don't have to. Like, you don't have to keep controlling these things. You don't have to keep fighting. And you said, like, that... Uh, things are natural. Like we feel like we are fighting against the chaos. And I think of like God, when he created the world, it's like the, you know, he said, let there be light first. And so like we get to see through his light and like his, by his light, we see everything else. And so by his word and his truth, he enlightens us. And then he creates the world and it was formless and void. And, um, and then the Holy spirit, you know, hovers over the deep and God, um, he forms the earth and fills it. And so I think for us to be healthy, we need to be formed in his image mm. and to be filled with his Holy Spirit. Um, I also love, I've kind of looked up like the root word for um, for health in the, the verse, um, 3 John 1, 2. Is it okay if I read this? I yes. know that this is one of your favorite yes. verses. <laughs> Go ahead. (laughs) Okay. um, It says, Beloved, I pray that all may go well with you and that you may be in good health as it goes well with your soul. So this is a greeting of just like, I just want you to be sound in body and mind and your spirit. And so um, that is like from a Christian to a Christian is like, I I want this for you. And I believe God wants this for you. And so the root word for that word health, um, according to the helps word studies, it it gives several definitions. Um, one is properly in good working order or in sound condition and, and balance. Um, another is to be free from debilitation, to be functioning holistically with all parts working together. And um, the other is to the opposite of having a debilitating sickness and wishing someone total health or um, to wish that they be whole. And that's where we get the word like wholesome from. That is our hope <laughs> that we would be whole and healthy in the Lord. 
Yes. Yeah. And that is one of my favorite verses. <laughs> I, um, I love that he is just connecting um, health in body to health in our soul. And I also love that definition, how he, it talks about holistic well-being. Mm -hmm. And so here at Joyful Health, we want to kind of integrate all of those areas of health that we traditionally think of, which would be, we definitely think of eating and moving. Mm -hmm. But beyond that, there is um, our sense of community, mm -hmm. our sense of connection to God, our um, sense of trust in Him. So like being able to trust and have faith in difficult um, times. And that goes along with like our coping skills and our mental health. All of those things are so important and one can't be out of balance or kind of dominate mm -hmm. all of your um, thinking or all of your behaviors. And so, yeah, we see that when it's like, all I'm thinking about is eating perfectly. Mm. And because of that, I've lost some of my relationships. Mm. I've sacrificed um, my mental health. I've sacrificed my sleep, you know, different things that we see happen when people pursue sort of the world's way of health, which is again, like striving after um, this set of rules that's always changing. Yeah. Um, and is usually unattainable <laughs> and unrealistic for a balanced life. Right. Yeah. Um, so that's that's kind of how I would define health too. Um, I would say that is holistic. It doesn't compromise one area of our life, and it also is eternal. Mm -hmm. um, so anything that we're doing, we want it to be worthwhile when we're seventy, when we're a hundred. Like we want we're a thousand. Yeah, and when we're <laughs> in heaven, right? We want that thing to have produced fruit. So can you talk about? what that looks like in your own life, Casey, like what are some of the, what are some of the ways that you've shifted from maybe a worldly perspective of health mm -hmm. and pursuing that and a eternal perspective of health? Yeah. Yeah. And I, um, I'm really grateful for my upbringing. My parents loved, um, to move and we, that was just part of our lifestyle. We played tennis together. We went running with my dad. He was, and you know, he was, a retired army man and my mom was a fitness instructor. And so that was just natural for me. Um, and so, and then the eating side was a little bit confusing for me. I heard a lot of mixed messages about what you eat, um, and how it, and how it fits with your body size and vice versa. And so, um, so, you know, and then that is, gets like, it sinks into my subconscious, and then I think about things that I didn't even know that I had taken in. <laughs> and so, and so there was it definitely came to a point where I was pursuing health, like I wanted to help my hypothyroidism. I wanted to have more energy, and so, um, and so a lot of the solutions that I came across were to like el eliminate these foods from your diet and see how you feel. But the more I did so, like the less food that I could eat, um, I felt really bitter about not being able to go out with my friends and just eat freely and um, be able to pick things that I didn't feel restricted about. I always felt like oh, I was holding myself back and, you know, and then I, I wasn't focusing on them. It's like the point of being with people is to be with them, but I couldn't be with them because I was stuck in like the, this prison of my mind um, of what I could not eat or it still wasn't making me feel better. This isn't even working. What is the point of all this? What is the true solution? Because our, you know, like health advice changes all the time. 
And so I had to finally um, release that. And not that I did it because I think I just came to the point of desperation. Um, and it was definitely a, a specific moment where I was like, I'm, I can't do this anymore. I was writing in my journal every night of like, God, please forgive me for eating these things. And cause I, I associate them with sin. And so, um, and so God was like, you don't have to, you know, like you don't have to keep controlling these things. Um, so, and that like really set me free because I thought that he was, that I was being disciplined and discipline meant holiness and holiness meant that I was pleasing in his eyes. And that was like, a whole convoluted mess, right? Yeah. But that's how we all get, right? Like, it's, like when you associate uh, what the world puts on us with being God's rules. Yeah. And I think like the kindness of God leads you to repentance. So it's like, oh, like he just, like I just had worked so hard for his love and like I already had it. Mm. And so I think that was like, the moment of like being held instead of like having to strive and having to like achieve health in a certain way. Um, it was like, even if I like do these things and I don't feel good, I'm at peace and that is worth way more. It feels way better Mm. than like trying to like achieve whatever definition of health it was for me, which was like to feel like I had energy, um, like to, if I wrote my things down on paper of what I was eating, that they were healthy foods there within portion sizing or that I got my, you know, whatever amount of exercise. But even that changed as I learned about exercise. It was like, well, you not only need to get these, like this amount of exercise, but this kind of exercise. And it was like the amount of knowledge was making me nuts. Mm. (laughs) And so I just like had, and was so thankful that like the gospel is about like rest and resting and grace. And so (laughs) that's why we are where we are at Joyful Health. Oh man, yes. Um, I think we were having this conversation actually with our other Joyful Health coaches the other night about like the over um, availability of information. And I know we've probably all talked about this a little bit, but just the world that we live in, the internet is such a blessing, right? It allows us to talk to you guys and um, connect with our clients and we love it. Um, But also there's just an answer for everything if you Google it. Yeah. It won't always be the same answer. Um, and so we can always find a new set of rules to um, enslave ourselves to, yeah. right? And we can always find that. But God's yoke, the Lord's yoke is easy, right? It's yeah. easy and He is gentle and humble um, and lowly. And He um, guides us you know, in a gentle way. And so I, sometimes I just think like, okay, if we didn't have the internet, (laughs) which, you know, I I'm for the internet again, it's like there's blessings and, and hard things, but if we didn't have it, which most people didn't for forever, right? Like, what would we be doing and how would we be trusting the Lord? We would have to trust the Lord for so many things. We wouldn't be going straight to Google. Um, but we would be going to People who we trusted, yes, and to help us with whatever was ailing us, yes, like we would be going to this person who is the doctor or the healer or yes, whatnot, or we would ask, you know, for family remedies or, you know, like what what we've learned as humans throughout the years of what helps us. But and I think that that go like the next question is like what do what are we going to for health and what are we what we are going to reflects what we believe can heal us. Mm-hmm. And so 
if we are, yes, God gives us the gifts of, (laughs) of, you know, food and movement and journaling and people to talk to, but ultimately all of those things are from him. And so if we are stopping at those, at those, you know, at like that meal or that memory with that person, then we're, we're short-sighted and we're falling short Mm. Um, rather than, okay, just keep going, like follow that joy. Like you're, you're seeing it, like you're seeing the joy of like, this thing makes you feel better, but what's more, like, who does that actually come from? And so we want to be able to continue to like always connect um, what is, what is making us feel better. Cause that's really what, like how we feel healthy is like, we feel good. Like we feel better. Um, we feel great to, to do life. We feel alive. And so God is the author of life. So <laughs> yes, like, why don't we go to him more? Um, so yeah, Aubrey, what, what, what about your story around health and rules sure. and what does it mean to be healthy? How has that changed for you? Sure. So I think of actually what you're just talking about, you know, even we would still go to like in the past, go to, um, people or to, you know, different remedies first. And I think true health is having, um, all of our lives like rightly ordered in a way. I keep coming back to that. You probably heard it on another <laughs> podcast. Um, having it rightly ordered. So let's go to the Lord first to then lead us to the people that we need or lead, you know, to the professional that we need or lead us to, you know, just the tidbit of information that we need that we might already kind of be holding um, in our mind or in our intuition um, that the Holy Spirit might already be sort of speaking to us. Um, So that's part of health to me is just having, yeah, starting from the place of grace, Um, resting in this fact that you are loved and that God has good plans for your life Mm. and that you don't have to strive for them, but you just have to um, trust him and gently walk with him, follow his leading. Um, He's not running. He's (laughs) walking. I was like, what if he runs? I never saw him running. (laughs) He's not running. (laughs) Jesus always walked. He always walked. I mean, at least, you know, I wasn't there, but I'm saying he always walked in the Bible. Like the father and the prodigal son ran yes. to meet his son. And so it's like yes. God runs to us. to us. He runs to us, not away from us. But then once he's with us, I feel that he just like gently walks us, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, and that is really important to me. And that's also a part of my story. Um, I feel like in when I was pursuing more of a cultural worldly definition of health, it was more about my um, distinguishment. Is that even a word? My like my importance. Like I want others to see me as this disciplined and healthy person. You know, especially being like a dietitian um, or pursuing that at the that time. And an athlete. And an athlete. Yeah, I want to be. Um, I want to be seen. I want to be seen for my appear, like my body. Mm. Um, so both definitely weight and just, you know, the look of my body and my shape was very important to me. Mm-hmm. And I, but it was about how I was perceived. I really wanted to be perceived a certain way because I was trying to get that um, importance and value from other people. And in our um, day and age, what you look like, people associate with, are they healthy or not? Yes, which is totally a mis, um, misconception that, you know, correlation does not equal causation. That's no. another thing. Certainly there are correlations between um, body size and health in many individuals, but there's also 
many individuals who are in a larger body than culture would say is quote healthy and they're actually they actually have far better health markers mm-hmm. than um which we can't see. No, you can't <laughs> see that, right? You can't see that. And you don't know what's going on in that person's life who is um who looks super skinny and healthy from society standards on the outside. So mm-hmm. um so yeah, so when I was doing that and I I definitely was just stressed out all the time. I wasn't acting in love towards my um family or my husband or um and I didn't have much room for anything else in my life. I really wasn't growing in any other areas so mm-hmm. much, just in my knowledge of perfect eating. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was, I knew that wasn't, I wasn't living in alignment with like who I wanted to be and who, what my values were and who I knew God was. And I wasn't experiencing the peace that I saw promised in the Bible. And I mm-hmm. didn't understand it, but it was because I was kind of believing another gospel <laughs> or another false gospel, right? Yeah. I was believing that um, if I did these things specifically, like really just focused on eating and exercise, um, then I would um, have the peace and joy that I wanted. And I, and I already could have it. Like it was already there for me. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and I was already accepted and loved and I didn't need all of that. I didn't need all of those stressful behaviors (laughs) to get any more of it. I really needed to lay them down. So, um, I guess now having a different perspective, having like a more eternal perspective and putting health after what's more important to me, which is. Christ and my family, mm-hmm. um, and realizing that any health beha- related behaviors that I engage in, whether it is how I eat or how I move my body, or whether it is how I deal with conflict or how I seek community, mm-hmm. um, those things are all equally important mm-hmm. and they all should overflow from the grace that's in me. They should overflow from the um, love and motivation and joy that God's put in my heart through his spirit. So if I'm not feeling like doing any of those things, Mm -hmm. I usually need to go back and, um, just meet those first needs, which is to just connect with the father and, um, realign myself with that identity of like being a daughter and being loved. So I hope that answered it. It went really deep and theological. That's what we're here for. Okay, good. (laughs) But, and I think the, like, what I'm hearing and, like, what I'm hearing from the Spirit is, like, God wants a relationship with us and Mm -hmm. it doesn't stop at our health habits. Like, he Mm -hmm. wants, he wants to be with us in every moment of the day. He wants us to enjoy our meals with him. He wants us to enjoy going on walks um, with our friends, like, as, um, like as a way to walk with him in community and with his body. And I forget that that we are the body of Christ. So what we do and how we feel affects him too. Um, so he like we're not alone in feeling like, oh, I'm in such pain. God's not healing me or, or whatever it is that we are seeking. It's like, no, that is like we have the invitation to pray and to connect with him. And he has like plans greater than we know. Um, because his compassion is greater than ours. And oftentimes I can see his compassion and kindness is way beyond uh, the capacity that I have for myself and what I can extend and offer to others. Um, so if I can know his, like his love and care towards me, and I hope that this is what you are hearing too, is like 
God gently tugging you that um, he wants to be in relationship with you, like in, you know, in all areas, including your health. Um, it doesn't have to be like, you know, you don't have to have a scripture for every single thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't have to pray before every workout or every meal. I mean, that's what we end up doing because we've had to create that, reconnect to that relationship with him of like, how, how is God, <laughs> how is God seeing, um, this meal or me moving with him? Because sometimes like if those are the areas that we've strayed or that we are depending on ourselves in, then that is a way for us to reconnect with the truth. And so like, we do have like those scripture cards and that I, I have them on my table and I have them in my movement space of like, okay, I used to do movement, um, to burn calories or, you know, to like check this off the list. Well, what is movement actually for? Like, how is this a gift from God? And so let me reconnect with him and scripture can help us do that. Um, and so then it can move to our hearts and we can have that constant communion with him. Um, yeah, I think of what you're saying and I think about, and we don't, we're not doing anything out of obligation or compulsion really. Yeah. Um, certainly there are things that are hard and we do them because we know it's the right thing to do in a moment, you know, like taking care of our kids when we would like to just stay in bed all day, you know, whatever it is. But, um, our, our hope and what we've experienced is that when you are, um, allowing God to really speak to you about who you are and how much he loves you, um, then, we want these things to be an overflow. Yeah. And and even the action of like applying scripture to fitness and um, eating is because, you know, you're just trying to, like you said, reestablish that connection and reestablish that joy there and not because you just, oh, I've messed this up and now I need to fix it with um, like right more right behavior, right? Like, right. And that's a sign <laughs> that, okay, we've lost sight of what God's idea of you know, is for us in this. And so, and yeah, it's not like for us, food and movement has been most of our lives because that's been our professional lives as well. But we've realized that Mm -hmm. if we don't have the emphasis on mental health, um, you know, yeah, we don't want to pursue one thing at the expense of another. Um, And really, yeah, if we are pursuing the Lord and we're in that communion with him, then we're, (laughs) he's not going to let us miss what's important. Um, if we are truly following his lead and trusting in him that he wants and has good for us. Yeah. He's not going to lead us astray, right? Yeah. Yeah, He's not leading us astray. So this season of the podcast, we kind of wanted to um, expand what we're talking about as far as health behaviors and just different topics, because like we said, health is so holistic and Mm -hmm. we have always believed that. Um, And we are always going to teach, you know, uh, eating and fitness because that's our background, but we are, we want to explore these other areas. And, you know, some of the like scientific research that's really inspired me and just kind of confirmed what the Lord's already put on my heart about health being holistic, um, is that the blue zone research, which this is kind of old news now. I'm sure you probably heard of it, but if you haven't, it's just where, um, some scientists just looked at areas of the world where people lived the longest and had like highest quality lives, Mm -hmm. um, meaning like they weren't sick, they weren't living long and being sick and unhealthy. They were like living long, good lives. Um, And then they looked at the commonalities and they studied those. And we have definitely overcomplicated health in our culture um, so much that we've 
kind of lost sight of the basics and what truly, you know, what behaviors really do or habits or um, commonalities really do produce a healthy life in body and in mind. Mm. And so that's why this research is super interesting to me. It just kind of confirms what's in the Bible. So um, some of the things include that were very important is that a person is deeply connected to a community and has a sense of community and has that around them. Um, also that they had a, they had like a prayer practice, some sort of, um, they had a faith, they had a mm-hmm. faith practice. Um, they also did eat, um, lots of whole foods. So that was there. They did eat lots of like foods, but they didn't really restrict anything. Like there was a very variation between the diets. Like, you know, all of them did eat some sort of meat except for one, um, one group and they ate differently, but they ate, they tended to be connected to their food. That's like the best thing to say. with people. Yes. Like multi-generational. Yes. Around the table, enjoying food together. Mm-hmm. So it's like that sense of like, Food was more than just food. It was about um, connection as well. Mm-hmm. So they were connected to their food, like how it was um, how it was grown or they were a part of that process usually. Mm-hmm. And then they were connected to like people in their community who were providing them that food and also connected over a meal. Right. Um, they moved their body, but not, um, not really in a like exercise, the way we would define exercise in our culture. Like they weren't necessarily in a gym, but a lot of them, it was a part of their natural lifestyle. Right. So they were just active as part, like as a part of their life, they gardened or they walked like they they, were shepherds. Yeah. They had minimal furniture. And so you just naturally get up and down off the floor. Yeah. It's just a part of your environment. Mm -hmm. It's a natural part of your environment. You don't have to do anything extra. (laughs) It's just, is is a like already built in. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Um, and so those things are so, they're much more accessible, Mm. um, to many of us than the things that culture prescribes, right? Right. Like you don't have to eat organic superfoods and have a $200 gym membership. Like, you know what I mean? Those are, there's, so I think that that's both encouraging in that it's more accessible for people, but also, um, that it's more natural and it's peaceful. But I also don't want you to hear, okay, you have to get back to the land. You have to live outside. You you know, because that's, that's where my heart just went of like, oh, I need to start doing those things again. Because like for a lot of us, the culture that we live in is the way that we can get movement is most of the time we sit at a desk. If we have, if we work on the computer and then the way for us to, to have accessible movement is to go to a gym or, you know, um, it, it could look like some of those like conventional uh-huh. methods of health. And that's all within the scope of thankfulness to the Lord, you know, <laughs> like you've given this to me, I'm going to go for it. And so, yeah, a lot of things that God's been teaching me too is like, Hey, what do you need? Um, okay. Well, what do you already have? Like, what have I already given you? And so like having our eyes open to see <laughs> what, what he's already given us around us, where he's placed us. Cause like, it, it feels ideal to be like, I would love to, live in the green pastures of Mm -hmm. Ireland and, you know. Or a community where there's like, you know, part of the things that they do through that organization is they try to like go get walking trails everywhere Mm -hmm. in communities, which is awesome. Mm -hmm. But really what we want you guys to see, but like a lot of us don't live in that kind of community. Like we might live in the middle of Midwest where there's only like a giant highway right beside us. Um, But what we want you to see is that it wasn't 
it's not complicated. Like many of these people, it's really not supposed to be complicated. (laughs) It's just like enjoy the natural gifts of um, community, communing with God, moving your body, and just eating foods and, you know, kind of enjoying that, slowing down. I think the piece with food is a lot about slowing down if we can, right? Like, and I think we all have that space um, if we're also practicing some boundaries. Um, So it's not about like eating perfect, but definitely about enjoying it. And yeah. yeah. And I realize when I'm rushing through a meal, like I'm either, I'm rushing through it. And then when it's over, I'm either, because I'm distracted, I am looking at my phone or I'm even reading a book or I'm with the kids. With the kids is great. Like that feels like Mm -hmm. a connected meal. We are together. This is a time of rest. Um, There's also uh, a book I read and it it monitored people throughout the day of just like randomly, how are you feeling right now? Um, And the common denominator of when people felt most at rest during the day is when they had meals Mm -hmm. during meal time. And so during the day, a lot of the times I'm like, I feel frazzled and, and, you know, disintegrated. And then I think God reminded me at one point, like when I sat down, like, hey, this is your rest time. <laughs> like, so just take it, you yeah. know, don't, don't like just distract yourself with all these other things. Like you can just pay attention to your food, you know, give thanks of like where this food came from, who grew it. Like you're already connected to a lot of people right now, even if you're sitting at the table by yourself and look out the window, see what I am doing outside. You know, like you're, you are in my world right now. And like, this is like, this is my father's Mm -hmm. world type of, um, type of like, oh, I am already a part of something greater and bigger and I can rest in that. Yes. (laughs) Yes. And I think this, I always like to go back to the picture of like, well, why do we need food? Why couldn't God have just made us like to just run on air. You know what I mean? We could be super people. We could be going all the time. And I mean, I love food, so (laughs) I really don't want that. But there's so many reasons. But one of the reasons, like, we have to, he, like, built into our days anchors of rest, like anchors of sitting down, being grateful Mm -hmm. um, for all that he's given us, all that he's blessed us with. And then Um, also understanding that he is the one who cares for us and provides for us ultimately. Right. Um, I'm thinking of communion as being like, this is my body broken for you. And we take that in. Yes. We we don't like just look at it. We eat it. Yeah. Yeah. Is what? wild to me. Yes. (laughs) Yes. We could have a whole podcast on (laughs) communion and bread and the whole. I remember Amy Carlson's episode last season. She talked about that. Did she? Okay. Mm -hmm. I think, yeah, a little bit of. Oh, yeah. And she said she like taught a class on it or something. Mm -hmm. Okay. I was trying to remember. Um, So review that episode. Yes. It was (laughs) a really good one. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So that's, that's just. Uh, that blue zone research in a nutshell, but to be, to sum it up, we just want you all to be aware of these other areas of health um, and that the Lord would be first and you would let the Lord kind of speak to you about what, Mm. maybe what area needs some tending. Um, You know, maybe some other areas need to lay fallow for a little while Mm. and um, you need to prioritize community or prioritize, um, just bringing some of your wounds to him and letting Mm. him heal those, um, or, or reaching out to a counselor who might help you walk through that. Um, 
because all of that is what's going to produce eternal health, eternal fruit, Mm -hmm. right? Um, So Casey, do you have any like last nuggets of wisdom here? (laughs) You've said a lot of wisdom. I know, I know. (laughs) I just, I think, yeah, I think the point is, is like when we, and if you're listening to this episode, maybe you too are wondering, well, what is health? I'm confused by all of the different things that I'm supposed to do. And so I think the thing that we would like to leave you with is let the Lord be your health. (laughs) Mm. Um, Because that, that is the final picture for us is like God dwelling with man and with us. And so, yeah. Yeah. That's good. And we, yeah, we get to talk to him now through prayer and and it will be face to face but we get to practice that and be with him now. And so like, why wait any longer? Let's do it now. Yeah, because really, if we have like the definition being like as wholeness, yeah. we are complete in Christ. Christ is who completes us mm-hmm. and who makes us whole and who makes us perfect um, when we are not by ourselves. Right. So total health is truly achieved in being in Christ. Yeah. Um, and so I hope this episode has just kind of got you guys like thinking and maybe you've learned something or you're going to like just inspired you to connect with the Lord about something. Um, but we are excited to kind of keep going with this season and explore some of these different areas. Mm-hmm. So until next time, may you rest in his grace and follow the joy. Hey, thanks so much for listening. A very special thank you to all our podcast guests, along with Dwayne Goldbeck for podcast editing and Maddox Schuler for writing and recording our podcast music. 